This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, we do a podcast. It's four-day weekend for Al. I will be here tomorrow. Say what you got to say. Well, I was listening uh, on my ride home yesterday. I finished up the Joe Rogan podcast with uh, Adam Duritz, the lead singer of Counting Crows. Yeah. It was interesting. They were talking about the record business, you know, about how what a like, mess it is right now. Yeah, well, I guess it, during the Counting Crows, after they had sold a bunch of records, CDs and stuff, and then that's when like kind of Napster hit. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had already sold like... So they sold they a lot. They said they, they sold a lot, all, all their stuff before the Napster really hit. Yeah. And then they were talking about like, why did that... You know, how did the record companies fail at that? And and uh, Adam Duritz brought up a great point. He said, you know, when, when things were going to go digital, like a, a record company wanted to sell you a CD or yeah. an album for fourteen ninety nine, right? And you had to go to the store to get sure. it, and it, you got a pa- the packaging. and the, uh, Then when they went to, when it turned digital, they wanted to sell you that same album for fourteen ninety nine, Right. And they said, you didn't have any distribution costs, and also people... Didn't think it was worth fourteen ninety nine. That's how they first started just stealing it. Because if that album digitally would have been worth six dollars, well, he said five dollars. He said right. if you would have charged five dollars, people would have probably would have paid five dollars for an album. And that's why people decided to share and steal. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and now we've got you know everybody's on Spotify and that sort of thing. And now yeah. they're really getting nothing screwed as far as uh yeah it's really now just like a vehicle to promote concerts right like here's our record you know our record our music come see us out on tour because that they'll they could get money for stuff. i wonder so i wonder what the pre-napster to digital now what the percentage of profits were meaning how much of it came from concerts how much of it came from cds yeah and now, how much of it comes from digital? How much of it comes from concerts? Because I would think it might have been 50 50, and it might be 90 10 now. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good question. I don't know. I know that um, they they have to they have to get a lot of plays in order to get any decent money. A lot. So it's like, you know, the, the people that are still would be selling millions and millions of copies are getting a billion downloads of things. I, I'm curious what that money is like. like. I don't know. Like Ariana Grande. She has billions of downloads. Yeah, like what would that is that money that she gets from those downloads? What's the equivalent? Like how many CDs would she have had to sell to get that same amount of money? Well, that and then you bring up another point, and that's the whole YouTube vehicle, right? Because the billions of plays on Spotify are one thing. Now you look at hundreds of millions of views on YouTube with all those rollout commercials. First, she is being paid for that. Yes. And that's a lot of money. When you get to a certain, I forget what the number is, but you get to a certain amount of views, like the money just rolls in. It's like, you know, drip, 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 waterfall. And I think for someone like that, she's probably making a fortune. 
Although I would think like a dude like the Counting Crows, they got to feel fortunate that they sold all of those CDs. They hit it big before. Prior to yes. it. Yeah. As opposed to like Boomer who hit it big. He was, well, you know, he, he didn't get the crazy money that they get now. Yes. But my guess would be a Fran Tarkenton will say the same thing about Boomer's generation. For sure. I mean, right. a lot of those guys still worked yes. after the football season was over. That's true. Boomer still works, but made he made legit money. Right. Not what they're making today, no question. He still made right. good money. He ain't crying. No, I don't think so. This is uh, my last uh, uh, show before I go on a, a well, four-day weekend. Well, I'm off tomorrow, but then every, most people are off Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Uh, so that will be me as well. So I want to do, I was like, what can we do fun topic for the post-game podcast? How about this? Yeah. Cool things we can do in the rain. Yeah, that's Holy Jesus. Yeah, I don't like I'm the very rain. bothered by this forecast. The Yeah, like really is like, we were all excited that we we're, you know, the masks are coming off now, Jerry. And I think like the masks come off tomorrow in New Jersey. I think they do the 28th. Yeah. Although I will tell you from walking around yesterday where I was, you would, yeah. I would think it's over already. Well, I just mean like indoors. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, can I go to Stop and Shop this weekend and not wear my mask? I hope it's so. It's a great question. I, yeah. You know, I don't know. I, right. I don't know. So I was thinking this, and I actually did, uh, uh, I did some Googling, but then I just thought, you know, one of the things I claim about myself is that I'm a penis hypochondriac, right? So you're going to play penis games? No, or I'm just saying, like, I always feel like, and it's been a while, trust Since me. you played penis games. No, since I've... <laughs> That since I've had to go to the penis doctor because I felt like something was wrong with my penis. So it has been a while. But in the past, I had many odd trips mm-hmm. to the urologist because of penis hypochondriacism. Right. And you had penis things as well. Like you've, <laughs> you had a camera in your penis. No, no, that was because of, that was checking for testicular cancer. But you did have a camera go yes, into I've the penis that hole. That's how the they urethra. looked into that area. That is wild. Have you yeah, ever had a... Um, brutal. Have you ever had a, what do you call a catheter? No. Me neither. That's my, seriously, my biggest sure. Sounds penis awful. nightmare. Yeah. A catheter that goes in your penis to help you pee. And in fact, when I was getting my hernia surgery... They wanted to do it laparoscopically, yeah. which they say instead of cutting you open, they make a small incision, I think, in your belly button, and right. they go in and they take care of the hernia. But? But in order to do that, they need to collapse your bladder. Oh. They need to flatten your bladder. And because of that, you have to get a catheter. So I said, no, cut me wide open. I'll t-. They're like, it's going to scar. I go, I'll take two scars down there. Right, no one sees it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and if they do, it's in the dark. <laughs> That's right. Never with lights on or during the day. <laughs> no, not now. On it's not dark yet. You see, the sun is still up. <laughs> the lights are still on. Well, we know who's not very active during the week since he goes to bed at seven thirty. Mm. So, uh, yeah. So, so that would be my biggest nightmare. But I think back, like. So you don't consider yourself a penis hypochondriac? No. You just had, you thought you had ball tech cancer? I had a reason to believe that you there did. was something going on, yes. You examined yourself and felt something? Yeah. Wow. Well, no, it was more so I was having sharp pains there. In your in your testicles? Correct. And then you And went, I don't remember what it was. Like, they didn't tell you what it ended no, up I being? No, I think it was a bac- I think it was bacteria. It was something, because it was oh. treated with antibiotics, was I believe. Was it epididymitis? Maybe. Because I had is, that once. This is 1999. I, yeah. I really don't remember what it was, but I feel like it was treated with medicine after I was cleared of any testicular cancer. Yeah. I had that once uh, where I had to take antibiotic for that. It was called epididymitis. It was, well, from what I was told, it was old sperm that's sitting in your testicles. Okay. Maybe, I, don't rem- I honestly don't remember. That, needs to, that didn't get out for whatever reason. Okay. That was possible. I have no idea. And then it causes an infection. Might have been it. So that was the only thing you've ever gone to the doctor yeah. for your penis? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, mean, t- I don't know. Yeah, that's it. When I was in, when I was at going to Indiana State, I remember one day I saw uh, near the hole, there was a black dot, a faint black dot Okay. near the hole of my penis. 
which I believe is still there. And I remember I had you to believe? go. believe? Why don't you look? I had to go to the doctor. Yeah. On campus. On campus? Well, that's where I was. I was a college kid. Go find another doctor. I'm sure I... your parents had insurance, for Christ's sake. <laughs> you went to a college campus doctor? I did. Oh, my God. And I remember they they had it for my chart. They drew oh God. a penis and put the dot on it. And they came to the conclusion that it was a broken blood vessel. Okay. Like, but, you were really freaked out about that. Yeah, it was a black dot on my penis. What did you think it was? Gonorrhea. Oh, do you have any reason to think it would be gonorrhea? Well, I had a girlfriend at the time. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, maybe. But I, I, she didn't have gonorrhea that I was aware of, but who knows? But how would you have known? I would you, have you known. You can't be 100% certain of anything except the things you've done. Yeah. Plus, I think my girlfriend back then, prior to me, was very... Uh, Loose. That's why you liked her. Oh, okay. Well, that sounds fun. How long were you with this girl? This is the girl I moved to Florida with. Really? Yeah. But prior to me, I think she, and you know, she's she the had... one that dumped you right after you got fired. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> this one dumped me right when I got to Florida. Oh, so you 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 were basically her ride. <laughs> <laughs> Could you get me down to Florida? I think this would be great for the two of us. Cross the state line. Pull over. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> yeah. The girl that dumped me right after I got fired. That well, was a different girl. That was a, different, that was a short, very short term relationship. tough time in Florida, didn't you? It was not great. <laughs> I had a lot of girlfriends in Florida. Like, I, I, I moved on. I moved, like, I was moving. I was. You were a, a gigolo. I was a year. Like, I'd get out of a relationship. I'd get another relationship. Well, look at you. You were, you were the hot man on campus. Guess so. I had nice feathered back hair back then, Jerry. Nice and now fancy look at radio you. job. Now I'm bald. Do you ever try and find any Chicken of neck. them? Like, have you ever searched for any of them I'm on Facebook? I'm friends with all of them on Facebook. You are? Yeah. Really? Yep. Are they jealous of you? No, they appear to have families. Are you and... jealous of them? <laughs> no, <laughs> but they appear to have moved on. Uh, well, of course they've moved on. What do you think? They're sitting there with pictures of you on their wall? They've somehow... Longing for the days of Dukes? Somehow Jerry have moved on with their lives, married, had children, you know, moved on with life. Some celebrated. <laughs> Yep. Wow. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so I was went to the penis doctor for that. Then I had another time where I had. By the uh, way, just to interrupt. Yeah. You said you wanted to have a fun topic on the way into. I think this is fun. What's that? I said I think this is a fun topic. Oh yeah, no, it's good. All right, then there is what now. Then I had one where I had a cramp, like I had a cramp in my penis w- when I would walk, and I was working here when this when I had this. What? Like I would start was to walk and I'd have a erect? cramp. No. Then how would there be a cramp in it? It just sways back and forth. I, I, I had a cramp in it. I had a hard time when I was like, a walk, it hurt, like really bad cramp. And I went to the, the penis doctor. I forgot what he said it could have been, but he ended up giving me some medication that numbs the penis track, the urethra, but it made your urine red. Oh, no. So I remember you, you peeing in the urinals here and it just being like, Oh, it looks like disgusting. Peeing but it blood. Helped. Yeah, I hope so. And the doctor said that could have been just something like a uh, like a mini um, um, kidney stone that got that was able I've to had, that that was I've able had. to pass, but scraped. Oh, that makes sense. The way, okay, the way so not really a cramp. You had pain. It felt like a cramp, though. Like that's how I would describe yeah. it, like a cramp in my penis. I guess because I had the kidney stones too, and this is going back again. Same about same. About the same timeline, maybe a little earlier, maybe 97. Yeah. Because it was right when I started. No, it was 98 because I was with Joe on the overnight when I had to pass the kidney stones. And then I remember coming in that night and having to, it was, yeah, it was bad. No, the, the kidney, kidney stones, stones is very no, bad. The kidney stones was 96. That's a different time because I was working at, uh, I was working overnights at Pathmark and they gave me the stupid, um, the strainer. Yeah, to pee, you have to, to supposed catch to pee the through stones. the strainer to yeah. see the stone, which is like a grain of sand, right? Yes, unless they're thicker and that they've calcified, then you got to get them blasted. Mine were not that way. I just they said you'll know when you're passing them. I said, all right. Well, what do I do for work? Like, do I stay home? They will say you could stay home, but you have no idea when you're going to pass them. And so they gave me. I'll never forget. They gave me Demerol. And they gave me what was the other? Oh God damn it! The other pain medicine. Morphine. Um, no, 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 no. Morphine no. drip. No, not morphine. God darn it! I can't think of it. There were two of them they gave me though. They said don't take the Demerol unless you absolutely have to have it. Take this. Valium. No, it wasn't Valium. Long story short, I was like, I mean, I can see how you can get addicted to drugs. Like, 
I took one just when I first got to work, and it was like I was shot out of a cannon. And, like, you couldn't slow yourself down. It was like, oh, it's next. Let's go. Got it. And, it was, and then all of a sudden, I remember, we went out 4 a.m. for the break, and I crashed. Like, it was just like it all wore off, and I couldn't keep my eyes open. And I went from the Energizer bunny to a dead bunny, basically. <laughs> um, and I guys that I was working with were offering me $30 a pill. I'm like, no, like I have kidney stones. I need Was these. it Oxycontin? It was not. Damn Oxycodone? It. No, it wasn't. But anyway, long story short, I didn't pass him that night. It was the night, the next night. That's, you know, you're sitting there with the strainer, you got to go to the bathroom, and all of a sudden the pain. It wasn't as bad as I thought, but boy, you felt it. And they were just like you say, like little grains of sand. It was nothing crazy. Yeah. But holy crap, it hurt. Do you? Who do you think has more issues, men with their penis and testicles or women with their vaginas? Which which organ do you think is more potentially troublesome? I think they both are. They both How are, How could right? they not be? I mean, because for them, it's for different reasons. Right. You know? I mean, I don't... I don't know. I don't... Having not been a woman, I don't think you've gone Bruce Jenner on us. I have not. Neither have I. I would think they're both equally difficult. Yeah. And I'm not even getting into childbirth. Just... That because they the can have difficult. those, they can have issues down there too. Oh, yes. You know? Oh, definitely. So, I don't know. Let's see, let's see. Pain pills for, what were you just talking about? Penises. No. You brought Kidney it up. stones. Kidney stones. Oh, my dad bothering me. I can't think of the, the pill. My dad had kidney stones and ripped his hair out of his head from the pain. They were that bad, huh? Yeah. I'll never forget. So, I was... Um, Diagnosis, treatment, here we go. Kidney stones, RTD medicines. Yeah, your ass, acetaminophen and ibuprofen. I didn't do anything. Yeah, I love when doctors say that where they'll be like, just take some Advil. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Please. I think no. Advil barely gets rid of a headache. Oh, unbelievable, right? Um, I was dry. So Kim was in the picture back in the day. I mean, this yeah. was, I was driving. I'll never forget. I was driving with my, with Kim and my brother was in the back seat. We were going somewhere. I don't remember where. And all of a sudden, I was just a little uncomfortable. You know, nothing crazy, but I was just a little uncomfortable on my back. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, all right, this is more than, like, this hurts. I remember I pulled over in a firehouse parking lot. And she's like, you all right? I'm like, no, I'm not, like, I'm not okay. I got up and I'm walking around. I sat by, I said, you drive. I sat by, I'm like, take me to, take me to the hospital. And she, both her and my brother were freaked out. And soon I couldn't even stand up by the time I walked in. They got me in. They gave me a pain medicine. They took a look, and they knew what it was, but, man, it was bad. What did they used to do in the old days when you couldn't blast a kidney stone? Would it just block someone's urine and kill them? That's a great question. I don't know. Because you got to think they had them. Right. I don't know. I don't know. You ever see gallstones, what they look like? I have not seen it, but I have a friend of mine that had them. I saw them in a jar once. It looks really? Like the, it looks like, you know how, like, down the Jersey Shore, like in Tom's River, instead of having a front lawn, people just put rocks out? Yeah, sure, sure. It looks like that. Ugh. That sounds terrible. Decorative rocks. Sounds terrible. In your gallbladder. In your gallbladder. No, thank you. Is that the, yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to find this pain medication. It's really bothering me, too. Mm. But I, you know what I'll do? I will, I'm not going to tweet it to you. I will text it to you when I figure it out. You're going to text me the pain medicine? Yeah. Because because it was like, it wasn't. No, it's not this. I'm actually overdue for a penis hypochondriac. I have to go too. Thing. I got to. I got to go to a urologist. No, I, I mean overdue, meaning like something to bother you. Yeah, like I'll feel like there's a pain in my ball or something. Whenever I stress out, I get pain in my balls. But see, that's it. You're you've been back and you've enjoyed it, so you're good. Like you've been back, you've enjoyed coming back in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're not stressed out anymore, like you were when you first came back in. Right. Because normally if I'm stressed out, like if I'm having a rough day, which does not happen often, let's be honest, I don't, I have a very, yeah, sim <laughs> I have a very simple life. Certainly not going to argue with no that. No arguments there. But when I do get stressed out a little bit, my my right testicle hurts. The right one specifically? Yeah, the right one specifically. That's interesting. Yeah, sure is, Jerry. All right. So what are your plans this weekend? This weekend, Jerry? Yeah. Mm, well, I don't really have any. You have none. Memorial Day weekend. I mean, whatever. I'm just... I don't. I no other than hang out. Uh, you know, in Bradley Beach, which is what I love to do with my life. I'll be hanging out in Bradley Beach. I plan on barbecuing a little bit. I plan on drinking some couple beers. 
And just watching the time pass. I'm like uh, John Lennon. I'm just sitting here watching the wheels go round and round. How are you disappointed about the weather yes. that you can't use your binoculars? I am a little disappointed about the weather. Yeah, I know. Especially when you live down there. Out. Yeah, like we deserve, we as a people, Jerry, we deserve a beautiful Memorial Day weekend because of coronavirus. We deserve it. I agree. It would be nice, especially after last year what we dealt with. Yes. Because last year was such a nothing year. Sure was. And it is interesting, though, when I look back to where... So I've been getting a lot of these. I mean, every day you get them. But you get the reminders from Google Photos. Yeah. Oh, they, I, I got one. I showed Eddie. You were on the phone. The head, I think it was the first headliner show we did where Craig brought the silly string. Yeah. So I got the picture where me and Boomer posed. I'm full of silly string. That's five years ago. Dude. Yeah, it goes very fast. I mean, five years... I had one nuts. I had memories that came up where Craig was putting a meat on all of your faces. Same one or the next year? I think it was a different year. Was that the indoor day? Yeah, it was an indoor. So that one. was that's four years ago. Yeah. Because our guy Connor Cook and my nephew Michael sent me pictures of me yelling at the crowd. Yes. We were inside. Yes, we were inside. So four years ago. Pretty wild. Man. Sure is, Jerry. You know what else is wild? The warm up show. You're going to do that with Sal Licata tomorrow? Me and Sal tomorrow morning from 5 to 6. All right, good. I actually wanted to pull some clips of him complaining about being a father. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please ask him about that. I might. I might. We'll see. It's going to be the end of his shift. He's going to be loopy. Yeah, and furious with the callers. Probably. Just to load up really bad calls to make I do enjoy listening to him, though. Me too. I I think he does a really good job. Me, same here. He's my favorite... He's my favorite part-time host. Look at you. Very cool. I will let him know you said that. Mm-hmm. That'll mean a lot to him. I like him. I'm always pushing. I want to push for Sal full-time. He should be pretty close to it. Yeah. All right. All right, Jerry. Let's do the warm-up show here. See ya. In the digital age. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. What do you say we do this a couple minutes after 5 o'clock? Erica, where have you gone? It's the warm-up show brought to you by Carney Bank, your bank for today. For tomorrow, visit CarneyBank.com for details. The Eddie Scazzeri with us, and to my left, his name is Al Ryan Dukes. It is nice to see you since your mug will not be here tomorrow. That's right, Jerry. I'm uh, off tomorrow, but uh, I'm here today to break down the Knicks. Really? This is what I do, Jerry. I break that, down that, hold on, hold basketball games. Break it down. In break what it down. Way? Well, I'll talk to you about formations, plays. You the talk way to the, me about Reggie Bullock? Yeah, the way that the coaches uh, draw it up on the, that whiteboard and then uh, how the players uh, put that into motion and then how the teams work together, and then how we do some substitutions. What about the Knicks? And the Knicks. What about them? What I'm excited mean? that you you just said you want to break down the Knicks. Go. Well, I'm just saying, Jerry, when after that Knick game last night, I stayed up, watched the whole thing. You did not. And then much like the people took to the streets outside of Madison Square Garden uh, as if they had won the championship, I took to the streets of Bradley Beach. You did. After yeah. you watched the Nick game. After the Nick game, I went out on the streets Biggest yelling. shot was 91-91. Yeah. It was in the lane. Yes. Hit by? Bullock. No. So you really watched it. You were really dialed in, huh? Well, I was getting all ready for to go out to hit the streets after the win. So I was. Well, this was before the game was over. I know, but I was getting all my stuff ready. This was like four minutes to go. Yeah, that's exactly right. I said, when there's five minutes to go, I'm going to get all my stuff ready. What was. Noisemakers and things. What was the the game ending run for the Knicks? The Knicks game ending run. The game was tied 91-91. Derek Rose snapped the tie. That's what I was looking for. That's true. He did. And then what was the final uh, run? The final run, you're asking? Yes, as you do the math quickly in your head as you're looking at the score. Well, I know the Knicks ended up with 101, so no, whatever that is. 
Whatever that goes. They, they, no, they didn't. What do you mean? Oh, it was one on one. You're right. It was a ten one run. Ten one run. Mm-hmm. That's what I meant. It was ninety one ninety one. Yeah. And then the Knicks finished on a ten one run. That's pretty cool. That's pretty good, Jerry. Rose and Bullock. Yeah. Sort of back to back. There was also a huge miss tip in by Clint Capella. But as a heck of a game. This is what's cool when your arena is in the city like Madison Square Garden is. Like if uh, the Giants win a championship game at MetLife Stadium. You tailgate. Yeah, but you're not out amongst the people. The only people that are there are the people that were at the game because you're in the middle of nowhere at the Meadowlands. Yes. At Madison Square Garden, when you win a big game, you come out. You're in the street with the people. When you want to go to a Nick game. Well, I'm not interested in that. St. John's. I don't like anything. Rangers. No, I don't like anything where I don't want to be on the streets of New York. I'm you just, just like saying, the images of it. Yo, I love the images of it. I love when people climb on top of uh, lights. How about when you went to Barclays Center and the show let out yeah. just to see a people outside of Barclays Center in Brooklyn? You love that. I don't like uh, oh, big, you don't I like don't like to, I like to see it on you don't my television. Want to be in it. I got you. I don't want to be in it cuz I'd be nervous. Is that why you leave before the final four yes. songs are done? <laughs> yes, indeed, Jerry. Listen, I, how many times can you hear Hotel California, exactly. Gina? We're out of here. Come on. That's enough. We know what the encores are going to be. So that was cool. I like anything where people hit the streets, but it, it does make me nervous like if I lived in the city, I wouldn't want my team to win a championship. Because then people just go nuts in the streets. Well, yeah. I mean, they punch horses. Yeah, they punch horses. At least in Philadelphia they did that. Right. In Philadelphia, they had to grease the poles so people didn't climb up the poles. Think about what you just said. Uh, this was just a regular uh, a first playoff win for the Knicks in, uh, what, since 2013, I think I read? Yeah. What's that, that to me is not Seven, a huge thing. eight years. Yeah. What's well, not a huge thing? That's that only... to me is not a big deal. They right, just haven't like... been there. Right. It's not like they've been in the playoffs, you know, five years in a row and got swept five years in a row. All right, so they're in the playoffs again. They won a game. I expect them to win yeah. many games. Now, I was reading that this uh, head coach of the Hawks has taken some heat for uh, sitting Trey Young late third, early fourth quarter. And then he says, well, listen, he played 35 minutes. That's a lot of minutes. So, yeah, and that was a that was kind of a thing in the postgame press conference Is with Trey right? Young. McMillan's take essentially was his guys looked a little tired. And so if you want him to play the entire way, down the stretch, you got to give him some time off. He played 35 minutes, and then he was asked after the game if he thought he could push himself into the 40s since it's the playoffs. And Young said to his credit, said yes, but he also understood, like, we're getting our rest and coming. It's 91-91. Go win the game. So I get the – hey, listen, it's a good thing that uh, Atlanta is not exactly much of a sports fan. When you say people are giving Nate McMillan heat, he's fine. No one cares in Atlanta. By people, we mean like two guys down in Atlanta yeah. are furious. Please. You know what I found interesting? So Trey Young goes to do the press conference. So I watched it on YouTube. This was really amazing. They put all the stuff on YouTube yeah, now, which awesome. I, I just realized that they're putting the full press conferences out. Well, look at you. Um, the PR guy is home. Is that right? Still working from home? So, the coronavirus is over, Jerry. Because all we the beat it. All the press conferences are still via Zoom or one of these video yeah. um ways to go. And so you go to the press conference and there's this guy in his bedroom. Stupid. He's like, Hey Trey, how you doing? I'm like, Oh, what's this reporter? He goes, No, he goes, All right, why well, let's start with so and so. I'm like, that's the PR guy. Clearly not traveling with the team. No, I was surprised by that. At this point, listen, all those Knicks fans were out on the streets, no masks. Coronavirus is over. We're not super spreading events. You got to go to work now, people. Sure I know you wanted be, another yeah. summer off like I had last summer, but you got to go back to work. Now, I did see that the MSG crowd was chanting, Trey is balding. Yeah. I mean. Well, that's part, you know, why that? Why is this I now? believe that was on the chairs. What do you mean it was on the chairs? I believe there are printouts on the chairs. Of what, the chant? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. They they give the fans... I saw someone, a friend of mine, uh, tweeted it. You're telling me, Jerry, that the Knicks leave on people's seats suggested chants? I believe that that happened last night. That's crazy. Yeah. That can't be right. I mean, maybe no it's way, not. Like, the Knicks front office was like, you know what? Maybe Let's it's put not. on the chairs to, for people to uh, chant that Trey Young is balding. I'm just... Is he balding, Jerry? Um, are we all hair. really balding? To be it's honest true, with you, yes. To be quite they say honest. right. They say from. Uh, well, I started balding at twenty seven. So. Fans at Madison Square Garden attending Game Two of the Knicks playoff series against the Hawks received sheets of paper telling them to taunt Young about balding. Yeah, 
And here's it was they were basically left on the seat. So Trey is balling. Do you, I? I wonder if a fan got in early and did that and dropped off fifteen thousand of yeah, them. He went to, <laughs> I don't think so. He hit up uh, Staples before he. Uh, <laughs> there's no way the Knicks. There's no way the Knicks organization put on everybody's seats. I, Trey is balding. I don't know. I'm just telling you, a friend of mine that went to the game. Maybe it was your friend. Because I, I just asked him what the atmosphere was like. Yeah. And he mentioned the fact that they got this uh, sheet where supposed to say he's bald. I'm like, what? That's weird. And then I saw on social media the sh- picture I just showed you of a guy holding up the picture. He said it was left on a seat. So uh, maybe it was 100 people. Maybe it was 15,000. Maybe it was 10. I maybe don't know. Maybe a fan made just enough that maybe they didn't go to Kinko's and do 15,000. Maybe they're like, if I could make 100. How about this? And 100 people start to chant, everyone will catch on. We don't take calls, but. One one eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. If you were at the game, clear this up for us. Right. We'll take one call. Is that fair? Yes, that's fair. All right, that's what we need. You got. You had to have been at the game the last right. night. We need one phone call only about it. Done. Uh, then I did see uh, previously. I, I thought there were going to be some taunts about uh, that. I guess Trey Young doesn't like birds. Yeah, this is stupid. And people thought they would taunt him with birds. Yeah. The only way to taunt him with birds is to bring birds and into send the birds flying at him. Now, you know how like they sometimes do at uh, game before games where they send like a hawk. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Or a bald eagle. Yeah, someone of those. As he's shooting free throws, <laughs> and he's on the Hawks, Jerry, which is strange. <laughs> that is a little strange. That yeah, is true. <laughs> they said, "I'm trying to think where I, where I heard it." Um, he had a game in college. Yeah, um, where the opposing team had them at like they made you put people in bird costumes or something and supposedly he did terrible with it is that right and had like one of his worst collegiate games so people think if we do this this will work it's not gonna work he said he watched a a bird attack a a gal friend of his not his girlfriend but a friend who was a female a bird attacked her that's got to be awful she couldn't stop the bird i'm sure you ever see the movie the birds uh yeah well if i'm aware of it i'm not sure i said alfred hitchcock alfred hitchcock hitchcock Bird is the word. But I guess they're going with balding instead. Yeah, because that's really mean. You just shave your head. You know who made balding cool first? Michael Jordan, basketball player. I do not disagree with that. Like people would go, no, Kojak. But Kojak was an old guy. Are you out of your mind? I'm just saying people might say Kojak. Kojak. But a young guy who rocked the bald look was Michael Jordan. Yeah, he, he did. He was the best. Yep. He was the goat. And then after that, bald in. Bald was in. That's when you shaved your head. Yeah. 1994. I shaved my head when Craig came in one day. He goes, what are you doing? Just shave your head. Because <laughs> it looked terrible. <laughs> yeah, because I was still using, like, the clippers. <laughs> I like, just use the razor. Make it easy. And I did it. And it made, made a world of difference, Jerry, in my confidence also. Yeah, because after that, you were, like, dating everybody. Oh, Jerry, I was. You were killing it. I, I, I was knocking him dead, as they mm. say. Oh, whatever. Something like that. <laughs> I see that the Knicks fell behind uh, early, though, Jerry, in this game. They were down 15 at one point. It was an interesting start to the game because in the first five minutes, their energy level was through the roof. The refs were letting them play, and the Hawks couldn't even get a shot off. I mean, it really was the first few minutes was really the way they wanted to draw it up. Then all of a sudden, the Hawks scored like 12 in a row on three-pointers. It's like, wow, Knicks are down 10. Like, what the hell just happened? And, yes, halftime they were down a bunch. I think they were down 13. And then Julius Randle hits the three, and then people feel like, all right, he's back. I guess. I mean, I'll tell you this. If Julius Randle is going to shoot the way he has shot in these first two games, the Knicks aren't winning the series. I know they won last night. They need him to play like he has played all year. He looks passive. I don't know. He doesn't look like the same guy. Passive aggressive or just passive? No, he looked, he, to me, watching these first two games, he looks very passive. The Julius Randle that I saw in the in the regular season had that step back jumper, would shoot over guys, would get into the. He's just, as soon as he gets some body contact, he unloads the ball. That's not what I watched all year. That's how I play basketball. As soon as someone comes up near me and they. Let's go back to that. That's how you play basketball. Yeah, when was the last time you played basketball? Long, it's been a long time because I don't drive to the hoop. I'm an outside shooter. <laughs> I throw up some bricks. Legit, last time you played 
in a basketball game. Yeah, it's it's been a long time. Well, give me a number. Uh, 10 years? No, Something with Craig? Uh, 20 years. 20 years. 25 years. Wow. How about one-on-one with like a nephew? Uh, Please no, tell me you've done that no, with I your nephew. Done that. Oh, I was just shooting hoops in the in the Well, uh, I mean like play driveway, him. but not play him, no. No. Because my one nephew's 10. I would dominate him in basketball, which I'm considering playing. I got to be honest. I'm not sure you would. <laughs> Ten-year-olds can't Ten, shoot hoops, not, Jerry. Oh, yes, they can. Ten to, like, 12 is that transition phase yeah. where all of a sudden you go from dominating them to, wow, I got old quick yeah. and I can't beat this little runt. Yeah, I noticed that one time we used to play football on Thanksgiving and, uh, the you know, the kids used to come and we'd be like, all right, roll it to kid, run a play, you know, like, and they don't sure. we won't, we won't tackle them, blah, blah, blah. Then the next year... I think it was like 14, like, I don't know what, maybe it was like you're saying 12 to 13 or 11 to 12. Then the next year, it was like the adults were trying to get in the game. Like, I'm open, dude. Throw me the And they're like, you're old and slow. We got this. Right, right, right. right. Happens in basketball. I'm telling you, I played played my older son one-on-one two years ago, and he can shoot threes, and he's faster than me, and he's in better shape than me. And I realized as a kid, you'd let him just shoot the threes, rebound, and then whatever, score. Well, when he makes four in a row, we're like, all right, I got to go guard the three. Then he runs right by you. It's like, hmm, I don't have an answer for this. These kids, Jerry, this is why NBA basketball is a young man's game and why we have to chant Trey is bald (laughs) in order to get into his head at it. It worked. I guess it worked, Jerry. But he did pretty good, right? I don't think it did. He scored 32 points. 32 points, points? all right. He played well. You know what? John Collins did nothing. He was in foul trouble in like five seconds, and he gave them nothing. John Collins. Your thoughts did of this? John Collins. I agree, Jerry. He gave them nothing. <laughs> I was expecting so much more from him. I'm not sure if you're aware of this. We, I'm not sure if you're aware, Jerry, that it's the one year anniversary. Oh, can we change it already? Let's go. In my new condo. I'm not sure if you've heard. It was the best decision I've ever made. And I've made a lot of great decisions. This was the best one. Buying my own place and building equity in a home. I owe a big thank you to Carney Bank. You know how much I love them. They made the mortgage process easy. My mortgage loan officer was always accessible, personable, quick to respond. First-time homebuyers, do not hesitate to explore Carney Bank. Visit CarneyBank.com slash mortgages. That's CarneyBank.com slash mortgages. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. All right, just getting started. For some, it's a Friday, like Al. For the rest of us, it's Thursday. We've got a lot to do. Boomer and Geo at the top. They'll go over the Knicks. And by the way, the Islanders won a really good game, too, last night as they advance uh, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Just getting started. Warm-up show till 6 on The Fan. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Al and Jerry, Radio Gaga. Radio Google. Radio Google. All right, morning after a Nick win as they even up their series with the Hawks at a game apiece. The Islanders say get the hell out to the Penguins as they win their series and advance. Mets and Yankees both were rained out, but more injury concerns. So, I mean, there's always that. What else? Else? Jerry Alert Twitter follower Mike Dingaman sent me the uh, Trey is balding paper, and it clearly was done by a fan. I guess, except there are numerous posts from people that were there that say these were on the chairs, on the seats. Because did you read the rest of it, what it says? It says, Trey is balding. That's in big print. Then underneath it, it says, at only 22 years old, Trey's hair is thinning at an alarmingly fast pace, and he has a bald spot forming on the crown of his head. This will be a much more effective chance to take advantage of home court and throw Trey off his game. Well, again, I'm still waiting for someone that was there to call in to let us know. Maybe Eddie's not looking at the phones. I don't know. Or maybe if you were at the game, you're still sleeping. That's uh, the problem. Unless you have to go to work. Although no one really goes to work anymore. No one goes to work anymore. We've beat coronavirus, but uh, offices are a thing of the past. Not to mention there are articles written that but these what? were at the arena. No, yeah. It wasn't on Nick's letterhead. There's a spelling mistake on it. Like, the whole thing's a disaster. I just want to know how many people had them. It's that's a, all. Dis- right, that's a good point. That's all I want to know. How many people had Was them? it one section, one row? Like you want to know when this dude, because it was a guy for sure, went to Staples, how many that's copies what, did he get? That's all I want to know. 
That's all. Was it the unvaccinated section, which, right. let's be honest, is not many people because the whole building. Like they, they painted the Islander game yesterday. Uh, Brendan Burke is doing the pregame show, and it was right before they did, before the Islanders took the ice, before the game was about to start, and they panned through the crowd. I'm pretty sure I saw what I saw. No one had masks on until you got to the vaccinated section and then uh, the unvaccinated section, and then everyone had masks on. And it just looked like, wow, all right, those are the people that didn't have the shots. Here are the people that did. I'm, is that the same thing at the Garden where the people with the masks on passed these around? I don't know. Maybe. Just curious. We don't know. Then uh, in Philly, a fan dumped popcorn on Washington Wizards' Russell Westbrook. Who was leaving the court because he was hurt, which makes it injured. worse to me. He had an injured right ankle. And uh, after this uh, event, Russell Westbrook said, uh, any other setting, a guy were to come up on the street and pour popcorn on my head, you know what happens. To be blatantly honest, man, this is getting out of hand, uh, especially for me. Now, this is the one you meant. A guy wouldn't come on the street and pour popcorn on my head because he know what happened. A guy wouldn't come up to me and talk mess about my kids, my family on the street because the response would be different. He's right about that. I would have thought that the fans would have learned their lesson uh, with the uh, malice at the palace as the players come up and punch I'll you. I'll tell right you in the what, face. Al. If did you watch this video? I did see this video because he was livid. Yeah, and he's lucky that they were. And I say lucky because had he gotten himself into the crowd, who knows what the suspension would be? There had to have been five security people or at least team personnel that held that restrained him because he lost it. Um, yeah, it's not. It's not right. I'm and I'm with him on one thing. He says he goes. You know, you want to yell how much how bad I am as a player? Go for it. You got chance. Fine. You want to attack me verbally? All good. But this is. I mean, it's enough. I'm with him. I agree. He's got to go up in the stands and smack that. No, no, dude no, 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 no. That's not going to help anybody. The only Let's time do that. I support fans throwing things, and I do support it in one instance only. Hmm. A baseball back after a home run from the opposing team in a big spot. No. Okay. Pro wrestling, if the guy is from, like, the Iron Sheik or the Russians when we were really against them, and that guy wants to come out and spit on the American flag and then go back to the locker room and you want to throw popcorn at him, (laughs) go for it. But that's not Russell Westbrook. It's also more of a show, so I'm with you. That's fine. It is more of a show, but... That Iron Sheik must have been. Every time he headed to the back the of the most hated things, man in he, wrestling. He must have been like, I can't, what is going to be thrown at my head? I need a race. <laughs> like, Cans of soda, is... bottles of beer. Yeah, it's dangerous. But yeah, you can't do that to NBA players. Come on. You can't do that to any players. You shouldn't Come do it in on, hockey. Man. You shouldn't do it in baseball. Right. It shouldn't be done in basketball. It's not right. Yeah. Animals that do this stuff. And basketball players, like football players, at least wear their helmets and stuff sometimes when they're running through the crowds because they know who knows what's coming flying at them. Right. Like, there was a marital aid thrown on the field with right. the Patriots and Bills. That could have hit someone in the head. You never know. Basketball players are in shorts and a tank top. It's it's not right. And you know what's amazing, too? And Russ and Westbrook was asked this. It was kind of like, you know, can you believe this has happened? Like we've gone from zero to 60. It was a week ago, yeah, fans are back. And I don't mean just 2,000. Like right. almost, almost full capacity in certain cases, and I don't know what, I know the Garden's 15,000. I'm not sure what Brooklyn is. I don't know what Philly is, but clearly there's a lot of people in these arenas. And I was like, can you believe that just a week ago we were so excited the fans were back? Yeah, the building's loud, and now we've got an F so-and-so chant going in one building, and the other building's got, you know, some jackass throwing food at a guy. I mean, right. come on. just ugh. And even throwing popcorn's weird because it's popcorn. Like It's stupid. It's stupid, though. But it You're shouldn't right. happen. It just should. I remember. I'd like to put that guy in a headlock, whoever did it. Put there was. His head. Back in 2000, 2000-ish, I want to say, when I was doing, when I was covering the Nets, 99, 2000, right around there, the players would exit to the right. And I remember one time it was, it wasn't Allen Iverson, but it was, again, ironically enough, it was this, it was a player on the 76ers, a guy in the stands at the Meadowlands at the Continental Airlines Arena poured beer on one of the guys. And I don't remember. It was like a bit player. It wasn't like a star. I just remember he stopped dead in his tracks, looked up, and glared at the guy. Because I wasn't far behind. It was halftime, and I was going in for something to eat, fatso that I am. And he just glared at the guy. And you would have thought, oh, my God, if those eyes could kill him, he just murdered him. Yeah. But he just and kept going, kept his cool. I one time tried to uh, – it was at a Bucks game when I was down in Tampa. I tried to throw cotton candy on a player, but it just floated. Like, it just took forever to get down there. You have to really time it out. 
Here comes the player. Let me throw my cotton candy. Floats into the air, Jerry, and then Ba-dum, bump. it just kept going. <laughs> Such a jackass. <laughs> we had some uh, issues with Mets and Yankees yesterday, Jerry. Both oh. both teams called off their games. Uh, the Yankees did it very early, seemingly much earlier. Yeah. And then the Mets were criticized by uh, Carton and Roberts. Were screaming. So this is that I, he. They called that game out like six thirty. Yeah, I have a, cu- a couple things. Six fifteen. Six fifteen for a seven and seven ten game. Here's my issue with this, and I Craig goes nuts, and I good for him. That's fine. Hey, good for you. That, wonderful. My issue with it is, as someone who has tried to again, they're kids. I get it, but you schedule a game. You look at the forecast. If the forecast isn't 100%, are you supposed to just cancel the game? So yesterday, for instance, it was a beautiful summer day. I was, and initially, the forecast for us had the storms rolling through around 4 o'clock. My practice was at 4 o'clock. And even one of the parents says, are we still going forward with practice? Yeah. I'm like, there's not a cloud in the sky. I'm not canceling practice yet. So I get the field ready at 3.30, 4 o'clock. There's no clouds anywhere. 5 o'clock, no clouds anywhere. 5.30, we start to wrap things up. A couple clouds rolling in, but it's still sunny out. It was at about 6.30 that things went from beautiful to horrendous. But here's the thing, too. By 7.15, by me, it was gorgeous. So it was like it rolled through in 30 minutes, and then like I'm actually wondering like why they canceled the game. Well, the Yankees, they were like, oh, what a great job by the Yankees canceling it early. And then the Mets people got uh, people got mad at the Mets because they waited till 6.15. But maybe they wanted to really, they got to get these games in. I know that. But I, my, I guess my point is we're canceling, I don't know. Like, I think they could have played last night. Yeah. 100% think they could have played last night. They could have started at 8 o'clock. And then you come back and you play today. Now so now you're going to get two seven-inning games. We get two... Double header. So you get a Met double header and a Yankee double And how about header, the timing Jordan? of them? 12-10 right. for the Mets, and then you assume they'll probably play again at 3? It's only a 7 in the game. Then the Yankees, 4 o'clock, right into a probably 6-30, 7 o'clock game. Right. That's a lot of baseball today. I know you are going to be locked oh, in. Oh, Jerry, I'm going to be so locked in on I do love 7 inning games, so I do like that part of it. But, uh, yeah. And then, well, it was a weird, like, uh, the, the fact that if a game gets rained out, they don't give you back your parking money. That's yeah. weird. There's a lot that's sure. And Evan said he tried it the one time, and they they said, "Oh, it's a it's a different company." It yeah, is but, right, but they still are a partner of the Mets. It's the Mets parking lot. Yeah, I don't know how it works. I don't know if that company leases the space like a business would lease from a building. I don't know. I'm not sure. They still got to say, "Listen, we'll let you," because to, to be the parking. The place that takes in the money for parking at a stadium has got to be the, the, the end tremendous. of the day. You did park the car. I know, but it wasn't for an event. It was. The event was canceled. Yeah, the, you should. It's get, a weird. It's. Yeah, I agree. It's a weird should, one. The Mets and Yankees, whoever they should, whatever company they partner with, they've got to say you got to return people's money. Now here's one for you. I've always said this. How did they? I, I'm fascinated by this because I'm assuming this is a straight double header, two seven inning games. This right. is not an in out. Right. How do they figure out the seating? I don't know. Like, if I've got tickets for, you know, section 105, row two, seat three for the second game, and he's got the same seat for the first game, now we have a doubleheader. Who gets that seat? I don't know. There must be a lot of, I think you're in my seat. That's got to be a mess. I think I'm supposed to be sitting here. I don't know how they do that. It's very confusing. It has to be. Unless it's, well, if you've got tickets for game two, you're not allowed to come to it. I don't know. Right, it's going to be confusing, though. They give you refunds to people for last night's game? This I, is why I don't, I don't go to games, Jerry. It's too confusing. This is not why. You I don't, don't go to games because you're not interested in going to the games. I don't know where I'm sitting. I don't know what ticket I have. I don't want to pay to park. Then it get rained out. You don't want to drive there. don't want to drive there. You don't want to watch the game. I don't want to see the games, actually. You're the, you would be the perfect, once you get there, this is my seat. All right, what are we eating? Right. Let's go get some beers. Absolutely. And when can I leave? Well, first I would check out the bathroom situation. Oh, but you know the bathroom situation at City Field. Right, but like, do they have dividers at the urinals? If so, I'll drink many beers. If not, I guess I I can't drink that much because I don't want to have to keep going to the bathroom. I'll tell you, the one in myself. at the University of Minnesota, I sent you that photo. Yeah. That was rough. Uh, the trough situation? I mean, they were gigantic troughs. Yeah. In a very 
small space. Yeah, like the like bathroom that. wasn't big, and yet you got guys who are going to be crammed in Ugh. there. Mm, not good. We had to. Yeah, I don't like that, Jerry. No, I trust me. I know you don't like taking a shower in front of guys. Why would you like to go to the bathroom in Who front does? of guys? Who um, does? Well, there are some that don't mind, as we have discussed. I'm Boomer's highest. <laughs> Five thirty-six. More than yes, him too. We're more than halfway home. Boomer and Gio at the top on the fan. Don't go away. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, if you are just waking up, the Knicks are going to Atlanta tied 1-1 as they just had a great finish last night, beat the Hawks. Islanders win. They're taking on Boston next. Doubleheaders for the Mets and Yankees today. Real quick, because I think this is right up your alley. Um, You probably put it on the show sheet. I have not looked at it yet, but I'm assuming it is. Did you see the Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Kepka, Phil Mickelson, Tom Brady back and forth? Yes, because they're going to be the next match. Right, but did you see how this thing elevated on social media? I did see some of it. All right, so let me just, uh, this won't take long. So the matches, let me just say, it's Brady and Phil Mickelson. They're a team. Correct. They're going to play against Aaron Rodgers and Bryson DeChambeau July 6th. Correct. So first thing, this is where this starts. Brady sends out a meme, if you will, of, of, uh, of Kepka rolling his eyes as we know from what happened over the weekend with DeChambeau, in relation to the fact that Aaron Rodgers has to play with him. Didn't really say too much, but kind of put that out there. There was something along the lines of, well, whatever. So then it gets to, this is where it gets actually kind of fun, as Kepka and DeChambeau now take it to Twitter as well. You've got um, Kepka tweets just, just simply, sorry, bro, to Aaron Rodgers. So people know what that means. DeChambeau then responds to Kepka, it's nice to be living rent-free in your head. Then Kepka writes back, which I thought was awesome. He he attaches a video of DeChambeau about to tee off, and a fan goes, all right, Brooksy, and he stops and goes, whoever's calling me Brooksy needs to get out of here because he clearly couldn't take the fan, blah, 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 blah. So you think it's over. And then Mickelson writes, which I love, Mickelson writes, I feel like I'm in the middle of something. I should step aside, except for the fact that they want the, and then in big letters, the current PGA champ. All right, so that's funny. The best one of this, though, is you tell me if this is inbounds or out of bounds. Um, Brady writes, there's the meme of Kepka and rolling his eyes with DeChambeau behind him. DeChambeau, he writes above him, Bryson, happy to be here. And then right in front of Kepka, Brady writes, Aaron realizing he has to spend the whole day with Bryson. Okay, another shot fired. This is how DeChambeau responds to Brady. Hey, Tom Brady, once Aaron Rodgers and I take down you and Phil Mickelson, you will feel just as deflated as those balls were in the AFC Championship game. And he's got a picture of Brady holding a football that's like half right. That's pretty good. That's, that's right up your alley on Twitter. That's all right. It's a, got a very confusing to me. Well, if you know what's going on between the two, it's yeah. not. Yeah, it, it, it was a little much with the back and forth. I, I couldn't keep up with everybody. I thought it was pretty it's funny. Like, what is going on here? Well, I mean, as, again, if you're aware of Kepka and DeChambeau and what's gone on, right? then it's pretty straightforward. Now, is there any buzz for this, Jerry? A buzz, no buzz situation? Do I don't we have know. any buzz for July 6th? I mean, I'm I, listen, I'm interested. Not as interested as I was last year because last year was the pandemic. There was nothing going on. You had Tiger involved. It was fun. It was different. This will be fun, I guess, but I don't know that this is going to draw a rating like it did last year. Right. It can't. Last year drew big ratings? I think it did very well last year. Yeah. Because you're right. We were in the middle of a pandemic, and there was uh, nothing interesting going on. Last year we had the Jordan documentary or whatever. It was The Last Dance and this. This is what we had. I mean, I was watching... South Korean baseball. That's true. On you Twitter. You became a big fan. You, no, you not a big fan. You picked the team and uh, you bought some of their merchandise. I didn't do that, but I was watching the games on Twitter. All right. I see the Cowboys have hired Ben McAdoo. A McAdoo. I didn't see that. Yeah. Did they really? 
Yeah, Dallas Cowboys have hired Ben McAdoo as a consultant. Oh, that doesn't which count. Which is awesome. Oh, I'd love to be a consultant. No, that doesn't count. Yeah, I mean, that. yes, that'd be the perfect job for you, but that's not... That he and Mike nothing. McCarthy, of course, work together while with the Packers. Right, but he's not going to be on the sideline, so right. whatever. I would try to schween my way onto the sidelines. You like the word schween. Yeah. I'd be like, ah, uh, this is great, but if I'm going to be consulting properly, I'm going to need to be in on the sideline in cowboy gear. Like if you told me they hired him to be, you know, the offensive coordinator. Right, that would be shocking. That's a big hire. A consultant? Yeah, consultant. What is he going to consult? Nothing. No what do one. consultants make? I got to get in on this. Consultants could get pretty good fees. Can I be a sports radio consultant? Can I be a call Yes, screener? of course you could. You could create that. What if I did this? Call screener consultant. Where I, eh, there's not enough money I, in that. I reach out to various program directors no. around the country and I teach them how to screen phone calls. But you look at our friend Jason Barrett, he's created a yeah, I don't know how that's a, a whole media thing. Well, clearly it is. You mm. could you could do radio consulting. I don't think there's any question about it. Radio doesn't like to pay, so well, how are they paying consultants? No, but you know what's you know what's false about that? Yeah, is they I think they take care of their like a, a, a comparable to a baseball team, their front office. You think so? Yes. I think the GMs do well. I think the program directors do well. And I think they like to spend money on team building and different types of coaching philosophies. Right. I think a radio station would love the idea of paying you to take their staff out to instruct them and guide them for an afternoon. Put together like a PowerPoint presentation. Yes. I, yeah, just I 100% believe that. And if you incorporate digital, they'll just throw money at you. Right. I've I also got some that. digital ideas. For oh, you. yeah. Di- oh, digital. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Did you say digital? What just, what just happened here? <laughs> Your pants still that on? That is Eddie? true. Radio <laughs> loves digital now. How can we make this digital? What if we did this? I want to take this digital. What if we did this, Jerry, but digital? <laughs> so why don't we do this digitally? Jerry, what if we digitize? We this? could retire. <laughs> <laughs> And it'd be like, well, what do you mean digital? I'd be like, I don't know. Just make it digital. Whatever that means. Make it digital. I want to go on uh, that Odyssey sports app. and Digitally? I want to, Yeah, I want to, that's where I want to start doing shows with you. Okay. I can't do digital shows because I don't think people are listening to digital shows. I need to do shows what on What if I got radio. you a six-figure paycheck? I, listen, of course I would do it. But <laughs> right, exactly. I often wonder how people that do, you know, if you're on satellite radio and you're on a, one of these channels no one knows exists, or if you're doing these shows on these digital platforms no one knows exist. How do you get the enthusiasm? You to, have to love what you do. To do it. Yeah, but you, you've you got to know someone's out there listening to it or hearing well, it. Well, someone is, just into it. not a lot of people. Yeah, I need more, Jerry. I need a large audience. I need 50,000 watts of Clear power. channel. Of power. From WFAN. Well, I didn't mean that we were quitting here. Oh. I meant as an additional paycheck. Digital, a digital paycheck. Yeah. In Bitcoin. You know, I, I got to be honest. I'm not so sure I want that. Additional you, paycheck. You should get paid for this show first <laughs> and then worry about an additional. We're going to take this digital, I don't though, disagree Eddie, with you. If we do it digitally, then we will. But it's not like we're not paid well to be here. Exactly. That having been said, you're 100% right. Hence why I'm saying, let's take it digital. Let's take a digital budget. to the moon, Jerry. Right. As you just went through that whole rigmarole and did yeah. weird sounds <laughs> about how much they like digital. So let's go digital. Corey Kluber, I see, is going to be out for two months. Up to two months, yeah. What is this month now? We're in May? We're at the end, end of, of May. May. So, so June, you're looking at all August. June, all of July Probably. would be two months. Yeah. Oh, that guy's going to get two months off in the summer. Awesome. Yeah, except that he's not off. He's still going to be around the team. Oh, he's still got to hang around? Of course he is. Oh. Of course he'll be there. A lot of rehab. On vacation. It's not like he's going to go play golf every day. Oh. So off is not exactly off like you're thinking. Hmm. Shoulder strain. It doesn't sound good. And I saw Luke Voigt has an oblique strain. Yep. A lot of, str- a lot of uh, muscle strain. And I thought strains. Voigt also was going to miss a couple of days for the birth of a child, too. Is that right? And DJ LeMay, who's on paternity leave. The Yan- it's a, in, Yankees are in. One guy wrote to me, so I put, I'm going to take a break. One guy put to me, because I had the Yankee, and uh, not the Yankees, I had the uh, Rays and the Knicks last night in my BetMGM uh, double play yeah. thing. And the guy's like, ah, oh, how could you not take the Yankees? I'll tell you why, because I don't know who the Yankees are right now. Right. And I know they've won a lot of games, but man, it's like a different, I don't know, too many injuries going on. Go they, ahead. they are who we thought they are, Jerry, no, and we let not. them off the hook. They're not. You may have heard this though. This thing you do. This is what you do know. I'm celebrating one year in my new condo, Jerry. 
I like to brag about it. If you're sick of paying rent like I was and want to build equity in a home, get in touch with Carney Bank. They made the entire mortgage process very easy. Things that would have taken a few days at the big banks were done in an afternoon at Kearney. I wouldn't recommend anyone else for this. Also, their first-time homebuyer program offers a ton of savings. Visit CarneyBank.com slash mortgages. That's CarneyBank.com slash mortgages. They are member FDIC, equal housing lender. Quick break. Come back. Wrap it up in a moment. Boomer and Geo. Then, now, Amy Lawrence, Odyssey Sports Minute, fans in the buildings. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFA. All right, real quick. Knicks won. Islanders won. Mets and Yankees postponed doubleheaders today. Go. Warm-up show brought to you by Carney Bank, your bank for today, for tomorrow. Visit CarneyBank.com for details. I see Mickey Calloway finally got the uh, ban. Yeah, we were just waiting for we everything waiting. to come yep. to his conclusion. Not a surprise. And fired by Get the out. Angels. See ya. Done. But what has he been doing that whole time? Just uh, hanging out, worrying? Uh, probably begging his what wife not doing? to leave him. Right. Oh, that's got to be interesting. That's got to be a tense, tense household. Yeah. Uh-huh. Is there even still together? I have no idea. Yeah. Oh, what's for dinner? I don't know, you... For a week-long Yankees <laughs> box office blitz <laughs> continues.